Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Golf Strategy School podcast. My name is Marty Griffin. I'm your host. And this is really the only podcast that's out there designed to help people get over those milestone scores of breaking 90 or breaking 100. Now, today's subject actually comes from our Facebook group. I put out a poll to our Facebook audience to kind of figure out what we want to talk about over the coming year put out a big old list of subjects and the number one subject that had more than twice as many votes as any other subject was iron play. Now, if you want to join this Facebook group, join in the discussion and help me decide these types of things, you can certainly check out the link in the description or you can just Google Facebook golf 101 and that'll take you right to my group. But again, today's subject is iron play. Specifically, we're looking more towards what are the causes of inconsistency How can we identify them on the course and in our play? And then obviously, what do we do to fix them? So let's get to it. All right, so we're talking about irons today. And before we really go crazy far down that line, I first want to define really what we're talking about in terms of iron shots. Now, If you miss the green because you're hooking or you're slicing, stuff like that, to me, that's not an iron-specific problem. That's a golf swing problem. It's applicable across the board. What I'm thinking of for irons specifically is consistency of contact. So are we hitting shots fat? Are we hitting shots thin? And there's a couple different places that this could happen. So when we look at our golf swing, Really what it all comes down to, again, specific to irons, is the low point of that swing. If your low point is happening two or three inches behind the ball, you are not putting all of the power that you're creating from the swing into the ball. You're putting a decent amount of it into the dirt just before the ball. If you're getting everything to come together nice and smooth and crisp just like you want to, then you're probably hitting the ball first and then taking your divot just beyond the golf ball down your target line. That's what we're shooting for, searching for. That's what we're doing all of the things for. We want to have that pro-style, crisp, solid contact where we compress the ball first and then we start to take our divot just after the golf ball. Now, most people who don't have a rhyme or a reason to this error have it caused by swaying. So first off, let's define what I mean by no rhyme or no reason. Let's say you hit, you play 18 holes and you notice that 30% of your shots 
are good, nice contact. You've got 40% of your shots are chunky. And then you got another 30% of your shots that are a little bit thin. And you can kind of feel that rattle and that sting of uh, that thin shot come right at the shaft and kind of burn your hands. At least that's what it feels like for me when I hit in my garage right now in Wisconsin because it's cold outside. So those are the types of things you might be experiencing. You might hit one shot thin. You might hit the next three fat. You might hit two or three in a row that are kind of nice. And then you might be right back to thin shots again. When you have a lot of inconsistency in that, you have no idea where that low point is in your golf swing. Because if that low point is two or three inches behind the ball, it's going to be fat. And you're not getting all that power that you're creating in the swing into the golf ball. So you might also, if you can't notice the inconsistency in contact and feel, you might notice that you're always coming up short. Or maybe you're short one time and then you just blaze one 20 yards over your target the next time. It's that type of inconsistency in your distance that can clue you in to the inconsistency in your contact if you can't feel it. I think a lot of people can feel that something went wrong, but they might not know what it is. But just in case you can't tell that something's going wrong, look for a lot of inconsistency in the range and distance of your shots. That tells you that your low point is moving back and forth behind and in front of the ball. If we hit our shots fat, like I said, we're putting a little bit of that energy into the dirt before the golf ball. If we're hitting our shots thin and we're blading it with that leading edge of the club, we're not actually hitting the ball in the middle of the club phase, which really doesn't allow the club to perform consistently. So if we have a big hairy mess in terms of where that ball is landing distance wise, this could be a clue that you have a moving low point. And the way that we really get around to fixing this is to start again. And if you've been listening to this show over the years, this is one of my preachy topics, but we want to remove variables from the swing. That way we don't have as many actions to take during the swing and it becomes easier to repeat. If you think about the game, Simon says, I'm sorry, not Simon says, what is it? Uh, bop it. Yeah. If we think of bop it, it's that little game. Sometimes it's a keychain. Sometimes it's a full blown, like two hand apparatus thing. There's usually like a button on there. And then there's a little twisty guy. Sometimes there's like a pull handle on it. And you have all these different things to do in order to satisfy the request of the game. So it'll say bop it. And you're supposed to hit the button. It'll say pull it. You're supposed to pull the handle. It'll say twist it. You're supposed to twist the handle. Well, if that game had five variables that you had to go through, you're going to be pretty challenged going through all those different variables. All right, I got to bop it. All right. Oh, now it's a twist it. Ooh, another twist it. Now it's a pull it. Now it's a smack it. Now it's a shake it. If you're doing all those different things, you've got a lot of different things that you have to be ready for to adjust to. If that game was called bop it and it only had a bop it button, that would be, for starters, it would be a a really terrible game because it would be really boring because you would beat it every single time because the only choice would be to bop it. And then it'll say bop it again. 
and bop it again. So if you can remove variables, you're making your golf swing easier and easier to repeat. And that's one of the things that we want to do if we have a real hard time with our consistency of contact. And the way that we can do this with our irons specifically is that we want to start rotating around a single fixed point. A lot of people, they sway back in their swing. And so they have a really hard time swaying the appropriate mount forward on their downswing. So their head might move three or four or five, six inches backwards on their backswing. But then when it comes to the downswing, it might only move half of that back. Well, that's going to result in a fat shot. Or what your brain does is it realizes that it's not going to get all the way back to the ball. So rather than hitting it fat, you start to lift up a little bit with like your arms and you start to develop that chicken wing on the follow through. And then you blade it because you're trying to help it up into the air. You see this a lot with higher handicap amateurs when they're chipping. They're not letting the loft of the club face do the work. So they try and lift it up and help it into the air. And that creates a whole world of inconsistency chipping. But for our iron swings, these are kind of the things that our brain does. What we want to do to help counteract that is to start rotating around one fixed point. Now, just to get the process going to get you some early success, what I would say, and this is honestly, this is something that I do with all of my warmups is I always, I very much exaggerate the fix. That way I can do that exaggerated move a couple times. And then I don't have to think about it on the course because I've been practicing this super exaggerated motion. And then I don't have to think about it. It'll kind of regress back to the normal amount. So my saying is always practice the extreme so you can regress to the mean, meaning the average. So you're practicing this crazy, super over accentuated move. And because you're practicing that way, you're getting more and more comfortable doing the crazy over the top version. And then when it comes to time to go play the golf course, you don't have to think about it. Your muscles are already trending in that direction of doing the crazy over the top version. And it lands you right in the middle where you're supposed to be kind of in that Goldilocks zone. So what we're going to do with our fixed rotational point here is we're going to put like 80% of our weight on our front foot and we're going to keep it there throughout the whole dang swing. We're going to keep it there. We're going to rotate uh, backwards. We're not going to sway. We're going to keep that weight on the front foot, rotate backwards and then rotate back through. What this is going to do is it's really going to cut down on the amount of sway in your swing. And it's going to allow you to have that same bottom, that same low point of the swing over and over and over again. So obviously it gets a bunch more repeatable. Now you may have heard this method in the past called stack and tilt. This is pretty darn similar to that. And I know that some people say, Oh, stack and tilt is crap. Blah, blah, blah. This thing, that thing, the other thing. Like, I don't, I don't care about those people's opinions. I care about getting you to hit the ball better. And if you're struggling to have consistent content contact, let's try this. And if it works, who cares what the haters say? It's working for you. Keep doing it. You know, look at Bubba Watson. 
He's never had a professional lesson. Look, think of all the people that talk about how he's, he's got no control off the tee. Well, he's got two green jackets. That's pretty damn good in my book. You know, he does what works for him. And that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to find something that works for you. Now, another way, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, a way to practice this if you don't have the ability to hit golf balls right now. Let's say you're in Wisconsin like I am and there's just snow everywhere. You just don't have the opportunity to go hit. Well, what you can do is you can find a door frame and you can take your setup. I want your left foot. I'm sorry, not your left foot, your forward foot, your front foot. So if you're a right-handed golfer, it's your left foot. If you're a left-handed golfer, it's your right foot. But you're going to take your forward foot, the one that's supposed to have 80% of that weight, and you're going to put it right up against the door jam. And then what you're going to do is cross your arms over your chest, and you're going to take your backswing. But in that rotation, I want you to feel your butt cheeks touching that door frame on the front side. That will tell you, again, we're over-exaggerating here. Yes, I know, it feels really, really weird. And you're going to feel all sorts of muscles in your butt that you didn't know that you had. But what we're going to do is we're going to do that rotation and focus on trying to get like our back pocket of our, of our pants to touch that door frame. Because if you can do that without a club, you know that you are taking the appropriate steps and you are correctly mimicking that exaggerated feeling to get you where you need to be without a swing thought in the future. You're going to get so used to doing that all the time that you won't even have to put thought towards where your weight is or not sliding anything like that. You won't even have to waste any brain power on that because you've been practicing this over the top exaggerated move. This is really, really similar to what golf tech teaches. This, like I said, this is uh, really similar to the stack and tilt model. But this is something that can, it'll make an amazing difference in the contact of your irons almost immediately. So give that a spin. That's what we're going to do to make better contact on our irons is we are going to kind of cut down on those variables that we have in our swing and especially when it comes to thin or fat shots, we are going to rotate around one single point. So in this example, our one single point that we're rotating around is our front hip or like the instep of our front foot. Like that's where the javelin went through our bodies and that's what we're rotating around. It'll immediately crisp up your contact. You'll start hitting balls a lot more in the middle of the face, which, as you can imagine, probably means those golf balls are going to start going significantly farther. So that's how we're going to do it. Uh, like I said, if you want to be in our Golf 101 group, this is something that came right from that group. They asked for iron help, so I'm giving them iron help. If you want to be part of that group and you want to be able to ask questions and have conversations with us. I'd love to have you there. I let the community drive the majority of the conversation every once in a while. I just, I'll put out a food for thought topic or I'll share a video that I feel is a really, really great example of something. And it's a, a nice way to actually get good quality golf content curated for you at no cost, which is awesome. So if you want to do that, 
just go ahead and click on the link that's in the description or you can just Google Facebook Golf 101 and I'm the first link that shows up. So until next time, everybody, if you start rotating around that one single fixed point, I will absolutely unequivocally be catching you in the short grass. Cheers. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash Griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.